Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Big Four Sports Podcast. Happy Sunday. Uh, I was just one, um, just so you guys know, this is my mic right here. Just don't mind it. And uh, let's get into this, into this episode. I've changed the structure of the podcast because when I go to do a podcast, I was all out of sorts and making stuff up on the fly. How it works is I'll go league by league, starting with the NFL, then the NBA, and then la- the NBA, NHL, then lastly the MLB. What I will do is, is I will read off news from that league, then answer the top five questions going around going around the league, then then talk about the Boston team of the of that league because I'm a diehard Boston sports fan. But anyways, I have I've been on a very limited schedule to these podcasts where I stay for like sixty five percent of the summer. I have to go to a specific place because because this place has internet. But all that aside, let's get into it and. Uh, Hold on, one sec, guys. Sorry about that interruption, just had to go grab some water. Now let's get into it, starting with the NFL. The show Hard Knocks will be will be featured on HBO and HBO Max and will feature the New York Jets. I'm sure you guys I'm sure you guys know about that, just wanted to give people a heads up. Training camp has just started, and there are already some big injuries to big-name players like Jalen Ramsey tearing his meniscus and will miss and will miss six to eight weeks at the minimum. If he has to totally replace his meniscus, then it will then he will be out till December. On that note of injuries, Joe Burrow has a calf strain; he, he will be back soon, as it, as it is a minor injury. And that's it for news. First question: Are the Dolphins legit? I think yes, because the Dolphins' roster is the most well-rounded, with a defensive secondary of Xavier Howard and, J- and Jalen Ramsey. Even if Jalen Ramsey is hurt, that secondary is 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 still really good. And with Christian Wilkins and with Christian Wilkins up front, this defense is loaded, and defense and defense wins championships. Then on to offense, you have Tua, who which, which even though he's not a he, he's not a big name. Even though he's not a big-name QB, he has a ton of weapons to throw to, like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Next question. Are the Packers really as bad as people hype them up to, hype them up to be? Vegas has them at a four-win team, and as, much as I, as, and as much as I hate the Packers, they're much more than a four-win team. They're not that bad. That defense still has Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, and Kenny Clark. That, that, is, that is a good defense, and, and, and with Matt LaFleur, that defense will always be solid. Now Aaron Rodgers is a huge clog in that offense, and with no real wide receivers to work with other than Christian Wat- Christian Watson, which Packers fans should definitely be excited excited about, and you have and you have Aaron Jones who is still a solid running back. But there should be but there should absolutely be optimism for Jordan Love because he sat behind a Hall of Fame QB that and that played played for the Packers, and that has worked out quite nicely when a when a young QB sits behind a Hall of Famer. It worked with Aaron Rodgers. Let's see if it works for Jordan Love. But one more reason is is because of, of Lambeau Field. That place is never easy for a team to just walk in and steal a victory. So all in all, no, the Packers are not that bad. I have them going I have them at seven wins. Three. Can the Cardinal could the Cardinals go 0 and seventeen? No, because it is very hard to go 0 and seventeen. I think it's harder than going 0 and seventeen. Like the two teams that did it, like the two teams that did it, the Lions and the Browns, those team, those those versions of those teams were historically bad, and where the Cardinals rank amongst those teams is much better than people think. 
Even though you lost DeAndre Hopkins and lost a ton of defensive help, you still have Buda Baker, but he's going to get moved at the trade deadline. Kyler Murray is going to miss most of this season, and the coaching staff is all a mess. So I, so I, so I think they have Mickey Mouse one game, may, may, maybe even two, but I can't see them going over three wins. All right, on the four, are the Jets going to have a Denver Broncos type downfall? Yes, because the roster is the exact same as the 2022 Denver Broncos. First off, a stud defense followed by a pair of good wide receivers and a young, solid running back. For the Broncos, it was Javante Williams, and for the Jets, it, it is Brees Hall. And then, and then people, and then but, but people are people on the left are going to say, but Nate Hackett isn't isn't the head coach, but he is still in the organization running the offense, which which was really bad in 2022, 30th to be exact, behind behind the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. Which people may have thought were the two worst offenses, but no, the Broncos were dead last, only only averaging around 13 points a game. That will not cut it. When and then you have a 40-year-old QB who looks like garbage in training camp, overthrowing and underthrowing Garrett Wilson. So yes, I think the Jets are going to have a Denver Broncos type downfall. All right. All right. So that's taken care of. Question 5. Can Amik Robertson finish top 10 in DPOY this year? DPOY is Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, absolutely. If th if this is a take, I'm going to buy it because last year Amik Robertson had 38 tackles and 29 solo tackles, which is which is above average stats with an av with the average being around 20, 20, uh, 17 to 23 solo tackles. And on nine pass defenses, he had two picks and a forced and a forced fumble, which is great stuff. If he if he wants to finish top ten in DPOY or Defensive Player of the Year, he needs like five picks, three forced fumbles. His tackle numbers can stay right around the same. But yes, I think, but I think he can finish top ten in DPOY, Defensive Player of the Year. Las Vegas really, really does hate the Patriots. They're putting them at six wins, and they're and they are not that bad. First of all, you have Bill Belichick, who is one of the who is the best coach of all of all time, and always has a top ten defense. And then the questions rise about Mac Jones, and will he be able to bounce back? And yes, he will, because he is because because he has more weapons to throw now, has a competent offensive coordinator, not Matt Patricia. People act like his sophomore slump is his downfall, but a sophomore slump is very common in modern sports. Now, now to the talks of Bill Belichick on the hot seat. He is far from the hot seat, and people say in. And people say that because Bill Belichick hasn't had his best years without Tom Brady. And that happens. The, the first time a QB leave, leaves the coach that had a long tenure, tenure, tenure with them causes, causes slumps, and it, and it is common. So Bill Belichick is not on the hot seat. Give him a couple more years. On to the NBA. There will, there will be a new in-season tournament. I'm sure most of you guys already know that. Basically like the World Cup or World Baseball Classic. Where, where it is... Where it is done by every NBA team will will play in a tournament, and and all the players that would like to play in this tournament will will play for their team in a in a bracket playoffs format that will tip off November third, and the and the finals will be December 9th, marking the last day of the tournament. Also, the NBA has a new flop rule where if you flop, it counts as a technical as a technical free throw. This new rule got first got tested in summer league and is not off to a to not off to a good start and won't. It won't do good because who's scared of a technical free throw, and it, and it will turn back into the league it was last year. On to questions. Number one, are the Wizards a consensus number one overall pick this year? Yes, by the Wizards trading Bradley Beal, that just that just shows the Wizards 
are the, are the worst team in the game. The roster is a G League team, and Johnny Davis looks, looks like a bust, but, but you should still give him a chance. And the roster is just not that good. Two, can the Grizzlies and John Morant get bounce back and maybe make the NBA Finals? Yes, I do think John Morant, after his 25-game suspension, will bounce back and, and go back to dunking on, on guys and being one of the best. But no, I do not think the Grizzlies can make the NBA Finals because of the loaded Western Conference with the Warriors back to full health, the Nuggets are, and the Nuggets are still a powerhouse. So not yet on the Grizzlies making, making the Finals. 3. Are the LA Lakers a playoff or a play-in team? This one's very, very common. A very, very common question going around the league. The Lakers, at the start of, at the start of last season, were, were horrid at a 2-10 record and, and looked like a dumpster fire, but they made the moves to get back into the playoff race and then ultimately made the Western Conference Finals. But I still think they are a play-in team because, because they have an aging roster and lost a bit to free agency like D'Angelo Russell. And the, and the Lakers fans will say, but Austin Reeves is the GOAT. But you do have to take into, into accountability and the fact that he may be a one-hit one wonder and the Lakers wasted all that cap space and, and won't have any money to make moves at, at the trade deadline to maybe get them over the, over the play-in hump. Also, that loaded Western Conference with the Grizzlies and the Nuggets and the Warriors and the Kings and the OKC Thunder who are going to make a huge leap in 2023. And that conference is loaded, so the, so the Lakers are a play-in team. Four, is the Bucks season grade for the 2022-2023 season an F? No, because you won damn near 60 games and winning 50, winning 58 and taking the Eastern Conference as a one seed, so that elevates their grade to like a, to to like a D. So it's still bad, but not an F. Five, are the Pistons a playoff team? This one's also pretty common because they had a great drafts. No, but I do like what they did in the draft, drafting a Star Thompson and, and having a full season of Kate Cunningham, and also and also having a second year of Jaden Ivey, will help. But I still don't think this team is is playing ready, and I think the roster is still developing, and the defense is just not that good. So I would give it a few more years. On to the Celtics now. The Celtics are are in my opinion going to be the one seed and and playing a weaker conference this year. Therefore, I think the Celtics are definitely an Eastern Conference Finals team and maybe even a final team. With Chris Hapsworth's this team has a new defense with a 7-3 brick wall and adds and adds more and adds more offense to this team. Therefore I, I think I think this team is due for a deep postseason run. On to the NHL. On to the NHL. Patrice Bergeron has re, has retired after 19 seasons, all with the Bruins and in 1,294 career games, he had 427 goals, assisted 613 of them. That adds up to 1,040 total points in his career. A plus-minus rating of plus 283 throughout his career, and is a lock to get his jersey number retired by the Bruins. Vlad Tarasenko has also signed with the with the Ottawa Senators for one year and $5 million. And that's it for news on to question one. Are the Ottawa Senators a playoff team? As much as I want to say yes, I don't know if I can because when I look at the division, I see the Maple Leafs. They got better, bringing in Tyler Bertuzzi as an offensive beast. The Lightning are running it back with the same roster and with a fully healthy Steven Stamkos. This team always has a chance at, at the postseason and, and makes it every year. The Bruins, which I'll talk about later, I think they're, they're, they're I think, a, a four slot in, in the division. And the Florida Panthers, who who always turn in a good season, are are going to be good, good again, and 
and I think they make a two slot next year. Now to the Senators. This, this team is really good with with Brady Kachuk, who's a stud, Tim Stutzel, who's also a stud, and Drake Batherson and Josh Norris, and Alex DeBrickett, who are solid young players, and then Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin, Chikrin on defense, and then Claude Giroux, who I think is way out of his prime, but may fit in nicely with Ottawa. Overall, give it one more year, and then I think the Ottawa Senators can definitely make a postseason push. Number two, can the Canadians take a step forward? The Canadians were a dumpster fire last year, and, and I'm sure everyone wants to be optimistic about the Canadians with Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and with Carey Price coming coming back. But outside of those three, this team is bad and has no depth. So so I think maybe like five more five more wins than last year. But other than that, I not much to be excited not much to be excited about in in Montreal three. Are the Dallas Stars a serious Stanley Cup Finals contender? Yes, when I look at this team top to bottom, I, this team is stacked, and I think Jason Robertson is a fun MVP pick because, because let's be honest, we all know, we all know McDavid is probably going to win it again, but that's beside the point. Also, you have Jake Ottinger, who I think is one of the best goalies in, in hockey and is just 24, the same, same age as Jason Robertson. Yes, Jason Robertson is already scoring 46 goals a season, and he's only 24 years old. By the way, if I look incredibly tired, I sat here writing a script for five years. I mean, not five years, four months. I mean, not, what am I saying? Um, four hours. So, yeah, that's probably why I look really, really freaking tired. This is what I sat here, this is what I sat here doing, just making this, just making this episode for you guys and grinding. You also have Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, and Joe Pavelski. Even though Joe Pavelski is 39, he always turns into a good season no matter the age. Miro Haskin, who is great defensively. On offense, you have Rope Hintz, who no one talks about and is an absolute star in the league, posting 37 goals and 38 assists. And also Wyatt Johnson, who is 20 and is still developing, but a great young player. This team is a perfect combo of young and old, and I think this team can, can definitely push to the top this season. Number four, was the Florida Panthers 2022-2023 season a fluke? No. Like, if you look at this team from top to bottom, this team has a lot of star power and could go deep into the postseason once again. The reason why they sucked so bad during the regular season is because of their of their new head coach. He was still adapting to the culture, to the culture in Florida, and when he got and and when he got it, it was postseason time. And then the Panthers went on to the Stanley Cup Finals, ultimately to lose ultimately to lose it to the Vegas Golden Knights. On to five. Can the Canucks be better than last season? Yes, because at the end of the day, you still have a lot, Elias Patterson and JC Miller and Brock Besser and Quinn Hughes. That is a great big four. I don't. I, I do have some questions at, at goaltender. You have Thatcher Demko, who, is a, who just was not good last year. But other than that, like, yeah, I, I think the Canucks make it Make it back to the postseason with the with a new coach. The Boston Bruins are gonna with a new coach. The Boston Bruins are gonna look way different in 2023-2024. You lost Tyler Bertuzzi to free agency, lost Patrice Bergeron to retirement, and I and I do think Brad Marchand is not gonna be far far behind Patrice Bergeron. And haven't had a productive offseason, so I think the Bruins are due for a little bit of regression. I think I think they're still a playoff team team, but not a one seed like they were last year. I think they win like 48 games, which is a perfect prediction in my eyes for the Boston Bruins in 2023-2024. Alright, on to our last league, uh, the MLB. 
So the MLB trade deadline is upon us, and and there have already been some some big moves, starting with Lucas Giolito to the Angels and Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers. God, who Mets fans are probably kicking themselves right now. I will keep you updated with what happens at the deadline. On to question number one. <clears throat> one sec, just some water. Ah, there we go. All right, good. Starting with number one, could the Texas Rangers win the World Series? With the addition of Max Scherzer, that not only adds great pitching, pitching, pitching to help the staff, which has posted a an ERA of an ERA of six point two one through the month of July, but it also adds playoff experience. And also, the Rangers have a manager with a ton of playoff experience, with three World Series with the Giants. And if you want to win a World Series, you need playoff experience. And I think this team has it. So, yes, I do think the Rangers could win the World Series this year. If not this year, then next year. Two, will, will the Mets win? Will the Mets make the playoffs? No, because I think I think the whole they have, they've dug themselves into is too hard to dig out of. Even though the Mets' talent is through the roof, I, I still think in a loaded division where the Braves make the playoffs, the Phillies make the playoffs, and maybe even the Marlins make the playoffs. They are off to a slow start to the second half, but overall, I don't I don't think there is a there is a on one sec. Overall, I don't think there is a there there's a spot for the Mets in the and it doesn't help when I don't think there's a spot for the Mets in the playoffs, and it doesn't help when you trade future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer. So no, I do not think the Mets make the playoffs this year. Three, are the Mariners going to make the playoffs this season? Yes, because yes, because of late, Julio Rodriguez has gone on a tear recently, and it, and I, and I think they passed the Angels in the in the AL West, and this team is going to is going to to go on a roll, especially with Jared Kelnick doing a total 180 this season, and with some solid starting pitching. Yes, they definitely can. Four, can the Padres make the final wild card spot? God, what the hell was I saying when I said the Padres were going to win the World Series this year? I mean, it wasn't a bad pick at the beginning of the year. I'm sure people wouldn't have blamed me, but I mean, that looks like a garbage pick right now. Yes, I know the Padres have been really bad this season, and but they have been great to start out the second half and and could make a move at the deadline. Maybe for a, maybe for a player on the Cardinals like Paul. Like Paul Goldschmidt, because the Cardinals are sellers, and it will be quite easy to trade for a Cardinals player. Player, player, because like I just said, they're sellers at the deadline. So yes, I do think the Padres can make the final wild card spot and sneak into the playoffs, and sneak into the postseason five. Will the Yankees make the playoffs? No. First off, the Yankees are last in the division, and they have an aging roster, and I cannot trust Aaron Judge with staying healthy, and the bullpen is god-awful with a total ERA over 5. The offense outside of Aaron Aaron Judge is bad, posting, posting an average of just 3 runs a game, which is 28th, only ahead of the A's and the Royals. The two worst teams in the MLB, the two worst teams in the MLB this year. So no, I don't think the Yankees will make the playoffs this year. The Red Sox got. The Red Sox have to spend money some way on pitching. Even though you have Tanner Howell, Chris Hale, and Garrett Woodlock coming off the IL to fill, to fill out the rotation, and then let alone having Trevor Story coming off the IL to help the offense. 
I think if Tanner Howell pitches good and Chris Sale can get back to back to how he was earlier this year and can and can be the ace and if Chris Sale pitches good, I think the Red Sox can make the final wild card spot this season. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this new podcast structure. And my next episode will be coming out uh, later this week. So, uh, yeah, that will do it for this episode. Uh, Again, I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Peace.